0: Hey sisters, happy Thursday. It's a new day of the week um, promoting the podcast and we'll see how this goes. I'm thinking it's going to be a good fit each week doing every Thursday an episode coming out. So let me know how you like it. Um, As you can tell, I'm a little congested today. I have been sick for the past week and um, I actually had an interview too. So I said, well, I guess I'm just going to have that little deep Southern sexy voice. (laughs) We'll just say that's it, right? But today I want to talk about emotions, and the reason why I want to talk about it is because we are so good at stuffing it down. (laughs) We are like the queens of coping and stuffing emotions, so usually I think what happens is we're afraid of them, and I want to teach you how to fill them in a not-so-scary way. But first, obviously the Stop Drinking Boot Camp is well underway, and it's going awesome. We just crossed into week two, and but I just want to let you know that you're not left out. If you really want to come to a place where you want to go ahead and create like a clear battle plan for you of what that first week looks like and tools that you can take into the rest of the month, we can do that in a one-hour session. So basically, we will sit down, see where you are, create a map. I'll give you some tools, and I will help you get this whole system set up for your first month alcohol-free. Now, tools are great, but you got to use them, right? So you have to know that you're ready for this. So if you've been trying a bunch of different things and you've been listening to this book on Audible or reading a book or listening to a podcast or listening to this guru and that guru, I want you to just slow down for a second. And I want you to go inward and ask yourself, you know, what is it that you have tried that just hasn't worked? What is it that you have tried that kind of felt like it might could work. And then what's the next step for you? So I would love to meet with you for one hour just to have this conversation and just to help you create a map for yourself customized for you. Just email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com. Thank you for your grace and love this week as you will hear some breathing and congestion. So thank you so much. Love you, sisters. Hey sister, are you newly alcohol-free that you've been hanging on for dear life, hoping you don't fall backward? Or maybe you're still stuck in the cycle of overdrinking, even when you told yourself you would stop, waking up each day with thoughts of self-loathing? Is your anxiety through the roof so much that you wake up at 3 a.m. with your heart racing and negative thoughts about yourself? You hide it so well, not many people know. Girl, I get you and I see you. I'm Michelle Porterfield and for so many years I experienced all of this. Here's the deal, quitting drinking is just the first step. I believe that's why it can be so scary. We know deep down it's more. Once we see what's underneath all the covering up, true freedom is found and I'm here to help you do just that. So whether you're newly alcohol free or just sober curious, there is freedom on the other side. I can't wait to help you ditch the wine witch or help you find your mindset breakthrough and reignite your purpose after alcohol. Girlfriend, you are in the right place. Welcome to Set Free Sisterhood. Okay, so I wanted to read a quote that I saw come across Facebook the other day from one of my coaching mentors that she had I think it's an unknown person who wrote it, but I was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. And so I wrote it down to share with you. I wrote it down to read on my own on a regular basis. But I want you to listen really closely. He said, before I could manage my emotions, I had to accept my emotions. Before acceptance, I had to identify my emotions. Before identifying, I had to acknowledge my emotions. Before acknowledgement, I had to be honest with myself, and this took work. Ladies, oh my gosh, that is it. How many times do we skip over just the fact that we're not even being honest with ourselves? We keep stuffing and pushing that beach ball down, and we're not even honest with like, hey, I'm feeling this way. This is real for me, even if it doesn't make sense, like this is real. And then we go, well, then we have to acknowledge it like, okay, now that this is happening, now what? Let's identify what they are. And then we go into acceptance and then we go into managing. This is a process. So I don't expect you, especially those of you listening to this podcast, to actually be really good at this because I wasn't you know, I'm 46 years old, over three years alcohol free. And you would have thought by some point I would have learned how to do this kind of stuff. But it wasn't until I found myself in that place of needing to surrender this relationship I had with alcohol to then understanding like, why in the world did did that become so big in my life? Yes, we talk a lot about the fact that it's a drug, it works, it's legal, it's conditioning, it's all these things. But we also have to realize that I think we just spend a lot of time avoiding our emotions. And that's where we go to cope. We drink to think we want to feel stuff right. I think we do. We drink to like, oh, I drink to have fun. I drink to be social. And I drink to relax. And I drink to enjoy the, this event, or I drink to enjoy dancing at the wedding. But it's really, I believe, deep down, if we were to uncover it, we're really drinking to not feel because it is numbing. <clears throat> yes, it's giving us that dopamine rush, right? We know this. But we're numbing out some stuff because we f- can't fully feel any of the emotions while there's alcohol present, right? Okay, so here's the deal. Emotions, they have to they have to come out. If we do not express them on purpose with intention, they will find another e- exit, okay? Just so you know, this is going to happen and I know you've probably been there. I know I have full out rage has come out and you're just like, "What is happening?" And but that's what happens when we unexpress like sadness for example it can lead to just that lethargic feeling and inversions and levels of depression when we really press down sadness. What about anger? If we unexpress it, it can lead to that anxiety, the irritability, just this constant just edginess, the snappiness, road rage. It could turn into like if it's going too long and there's some serious stuff going on in there, it could come out in rage. And so what we know for sure is that it will drain your energy. And it's far greater to acknowledge and feel these emotions than it is to, to keep spending time pushing them down. It's just such an energy sucker. So here's what I wanted to teach you today, okay? I want you to learn how to begin this process. And no matter where you are on your emotional journey, you may be to the place where you have already acknowledged what you're feeling and that's okay, Um, but you don't really know how to express it. So there's so many different ways, but this is just a a touch on, here's some ideas for you. Okay. All right. Number one is acknowledge that you're feeling it. (laughs) Allow yourself to be aware that it's actually there. So this means without judgment to sit with it for a minute. And yes, it feels uncomfortable if we're going to judge it that way, right? But ask it, like really go in and say, what is, what are you trying to say? What is this? Like, let the energy begin to move inside of your body. I never did this. I would feel a trigger. I would feel this energy come in my body and I would turn immediately to coping. And I bet that's what you're doing too. You just immediately go to you could just be going literally to the cabinet. The cabinet could be your sugar stash. It could be drinking. More than likely, that's the two things that that it is, especially if you're here and you're listening to the podcast. That's kind of the part in the beginning that could be so tough is like just stopping for a moment and saying, okay, Michelle, we're used to coping, right? This is a lot of what I did in the beginning, and this is what I help you learn to do. Like, okay, I'm feeling this feeling in my body. What do I normally do? Okay, I run to wine. I go, you know, run away. I eat sugar, whatever, to cope with it. Well, <clears throat> let me just sit with it for a minute and go, well, what do I want to do instead? And then even start investigating, like, what, what just happened? Like, even look at, like, freeze frame in the room for a moment. where you can just look around and go, okay, what just happened? where's this energy in my body? Where's it moving? Then step two is, I really want you to name it. Like if it had a name, what would it be? You know, there's, there's no wrong answer here. It's just your experience. If you could name it, what would that be? And what I mean by it is that when you feel it and you really assess it, It's in your stomach, it's in your chest, it's this vibration up the back of your neck, it's this like pressure around the your brain and your skull. It's like really, that's what I mean when I say acknowledge where it's at and feel the energy. Like I really want you to feel it in your body and look in and go, Where exactly is this? Because typically it's not all over. Now, if our heart's racing and there's blood pumping, sure, there's going to be stimulation all over our body. But that could literally be oh, it's in my chest. It's making my heart race. I feel heat. I see the color red. This is some stuff we really work on in a deeper dive inside of coaching to kind of help you like really hone in on where it's at. Why does that matter? Because the energy must be voiced and it must be expressed. And so until we give the attention, that's kind of like a kid. Until we turn our attention and look at them in their eyes and say, Hey, what's going on? Explain to me how you're feeling. Tell me what's happening. You know, let me give you a voice. And that's step three. Give it a voice. Allow it to speak. What does this mean? This can be verbally or written or both. Okay, here's some options. So this is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Like once we acknowledge this emotion is here, we really go into, to going into naming it. And it really doesn't have to be, if you really feel like you're not clear on, okay, it's anger, embarrassment. It is fear, shame, guilt, rage like if you really are struggling, you know, sadness. It's okay. It doesn't absolutely have to have a name, but typically I think we we generally know. But let's just say we don't. That doesn't matter. So here's what I want you to do is I want you to use some of these options, okay? When speaking, you can scream. Like find a place, especially mamas, when a lot of times we're not having a lot of alone time. I realize that's difficult. We've been through a lot of tough seasons lately. I mean, even just this week, my kids are in e-learning. Um, and then we had snow. So they're still in e-learning. Like, I have literally not had any time alone in my home. Well, actually, it's been like two months now because my husband had shoulder surgery. And he's home, too. So I, I feel you. Oh, my gosh, I feel you. So I have had times where I've gone to my car so that I could express some stuff safely. Scream, cry, move your body, jump up and down, exercise, jump, do different things to really move. Because just think about it. When you feel this energy, does it feel chill to you? Or does it feel like like hot? Um, usually if we're dealing with <clears throat> um, anger or anything like fear, any of that junk, it's moving, boy. It is like action-packed. So how do we get it out? We can't just gently say, oh, I see you there and let me let you out. No, we got to move and jump and listen to loud music. Here's a good one. And you're going to think possibly that I'm crazy, but have a straight up temper tantrum. <laughs> Kick, scream, punch the pillow. So think about it when your kids were little and they got upset. Once they expressed and they got it out, were they not calmer? Were they more resistant when you tried to grab them and stop them from kicking and screaming to try to get them to calm down before they had adequately released that emotion? They needed what could come out so then they could say, I'm tired, I'm hungry, I'm angry, I'm disappointed, I'm sad. So what that looks like for you as an adult woman, I don't know. You could, there's a great exercise where you can grab like a hand towel and slap your bed as you scream out whatever's going on, you know, in your closet, in your car, crank up some like really loud music and scream and cry and do whatever you need to go on a run, like a physical exertion up a hill, down a hill, like something where you can physically get it out of your body. And it does this seem very judgy. Let's judge it to be weird. Like, oh, that's so weird. Fine. Be weird for once in your life and try it anyway because I promise you it works. It's new. Let's just say it's new. This is something I was challenged with when I was in some growth. I was like, man, it just feels a little weird. It's like, well, what if we just decide that it's not weird? Let's just decide that it's new. Does that feel true to you as well? Absolutely. All this is new. All this used to be new to me. And it's okay that it's new and we can still explore it, right? Because I wouldn't be telling you these things if they didn't work. All right. So what if that is an option to do all that stuff verbally? Also, there's also a version of that that you can even do in addition to that. Or if you truly are somewhere where you really have no access to the verbal, physical release, you can write it. Okay. pen to paper. I want you to sit with them. And I want you to write at the pace of your thoughts. These are called release pages. There's several different names for this. I like release pages. You can call them rage pages if there's really specifically anger coming up. But basically, you're writing as fast as your thoughts are coming up. Messy. You're flowing. You're not editing at all. You're not judging. You're not using punctuation capital letters, you are just letting it rip and you just write and write and write whatever you want to say. Girl, if you're not a cusser and those cuss words come to your mind, you go right ahead and you write them down because that is a version of the emotion that needs to come out of you. And you do it and you keep doing it until you feel like there's some calmness and there's true release. That's why I like to call them release pages. When you feel calmness or a version of that in your body, then you know that you've worked it out, okay? And then what do you do with the paper? Because so many women are like, oh my God, I don't want to write my journal. What if somebody finds it one day? And what if they read it? Rip that stuff up and throw it in the trash. It's not a big deal. You don't even have to go back and read it. Sometimes I like to go back, but that's kind of a different way of writing. I've talked about thought downloading before. I feel like this is a little bit different. This is a true expression of an emotion. Rip it up, get it out, throw it away, burn it. I don't care what you do with it, but I don't want you to feel held captive by, if I write this down, something will happen, okay? Because there again, that is just your ego trying to protect you. She means well, but that's not what we need her to do right now. Another way to use this tool is if you commit to a daily time to do this and commit to it for a period of time. So I'm going to challenge you. So what if you just commit for the next 30 days, you make this part of your personal quiet time or you make this part of your uh, journaling time before bed. Some, some of you, I know you journal on your lunch break at your desk while you're having your lunch and you're doing your daily gratitude or your daily like journaling prompt questions. And set a timer for 10 minutes and just let it flow. Whatever's coming up, just let it flow on a regular basis for 30 days. And so that's my invitation as you practice this, okay? And then as the emotions come up, you release them. You write them down. And I want to see what happens. I want to hear the discovery that you have when you start doing this on a regular basis, I would love to hear from you. If you choose to do this, shoot me an email. So what is this? January 20th, maybe. I don't even know what the day is. I'm telling you, between being sick and kids out of school and snow here in South Carolina, it has been crazy up in here. I'm like, can we just start over in February? (laughs) A do-over, right? So I want y'all to commit to it. So in the next 30 days, I hope that I hear from many of you. Email me at coachmichelleporterfield at gmail.com and say, hey, I did this whole 30-day release writing thing, and I discovered this. I want to hear about it. I'm so excited to hear about it from you. So I hope this helps. Some of these concepts probably feel super brand new to you, and that's awesome. Just pick a few. Pick a few options. You know, maybe it, maybe you relate to the like, I do better in my car when I'm by myself, driving down the road with the music, awesome. Or maybe you do get that really good quiet time at home and you can you have this quiet space. Maybe you have like a gym in your home in the basement and that's a really way to run on the treadmill and get it out or ride the bike or whatever you do. I want you to try something and I really wanna challenge all of you, no matter where you are in your journey, To either do the release writing when you're in the emotion or set the timer and do that consistently because I know without a doubt this will be a key player to your growth and to your experiencing learning not only how to actually be honest with yourself, but to begin to acknowledge your emotions, then to identify, then we're working towards acceptance and then we can work towards management. So I'm going to finish with the quote in the beginning that I said before, before I could manage my emotions, I had to accept my emotions. Before acceptance, I had to identify my emotions. Before identifying, I had to acknowledge my emotions. And before acknowledgement, I had to be honest with myself. And this, my friends, this is the work. Love you, sister. Thanks for your grace, your love, your patience with my voice today. And I'll see you next week. Stay blessed. Okay, girlfriend, before you go, if you found value in this podcast and it helped you, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. Every so often, I will read reviews and give shout outs. To dig deeper, join us at Set Free Sisterhood over on Facebook.